Hello. You did it. You did the intro. You didn't let me do it. It's every time we open with you saying hello. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then maybe... Never mind. Maybe we should keep it that way, because it's like the thing now. Yeah, it's consistent. People okay. are expecting it. Okay, well, to everyone, hello again. Um... <laughs> Hello, welcome to Talk Scary. We're still... It's Scary Talk. You don't even know what podcast you're on. Um, really don't? Okay, so. Uh, we're still here. I know. We're shocked, too. Uh, we're making a fourth episode. And this time, uh, we are talking about... Well, we're talking about two different cases. So, I am... Oh, okay, I'm curious. So I want to know now. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my case, and then I'm going to ask you about yours. Okay, um, okay. Or should I wait? I don't know. Is curiosity killing me? I don't know. You need to think about the listeners, Andre. Put them before you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold it. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you. But I guess I'll start. So I'll start with my case. Okay. So first stop. Hello, everyone. Again. Blah blah blah. Uh, episode number four. Um. Uh, today we are tackling two different topics. We. I told Shannon about my topic, but she doesn't really know much about it, and she didn't tell me about her topic. So we're keeping it suspenseful. To all of our two new listeners, uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at TalkScary. We're also everywhere um, on every podcast listening platform, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc., etc. Uh, you can find us at Scary Talk Podcast. And again, welcome to episode number four. Uh, Shen, are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. So today I am talking about um, Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, slash the Miracle of the Sun event. So, Our Lady of Fatima is... It's a title given to the Virgin Mary, but it's based on a number of appearances that happened in the early 20th century. So, apparently, Virgin Mary, the reason she has so many names, and I didn't know this before doing research for this, is because the reason she has like so many names across cultures is because... Like, it's all the same Virgin Mary, but she appears um, in different, like, towns and stuff. And so, all of a sudden, she's named after that town for the for the people of that town. Like, that's how those people recognize her now. Which I guess is smart. Um, that, I'm sure, makes the people of that place connect to... I don't know. I've, it makes sense in my head. So. So, you're saying, like... She she appeared in a place called Fatima. Yeah, she please she appeared in a place called Fatima in Portugal. Okay. Like you know how um well maybe you don't but like Our Lady of no that was Jesus of Nazareth but like it's kind of the same principle actually you know what I mean it's uh, it's the same it's not a different Jesus than Jesus Christ it's just mm-hmm. that like when it appeared to the people of Nazareth they start they started calling him that almost as if like now he belonged to them too I don't know it's like a I don't know I guess it's kind of endearing yeah. so. Anyway, so, so to recap, really, Virgin Mary appeared to three children in a rural area of Portugal in the early 20th century in this town called Fatima. And uh, these kids saw Virgin Mary like a couple of times. And uh, each time, uh, well, actually, before they saw the Virgin, they, de- they did describe uh, apparitions of this angel. But then they started seeing the Virgin, and the Virgin talked to them and uh, told them some secrets, told two of the kids that they were going to die pretty soon, and told one kid that they were going to stay alive longer. So pretty creepy. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it came through. It came true. So two of the kids. Yeah, yeah, 
I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, but okay. In the spring and summer of 2016, nine-year-old Lucia and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta were herding sheep in this town of Fatima in Portugal. And uh, they claimed to have been visited by, quote-unquote, an angel of peace. And uh, this angel of peace, according to them, taught them prayers and how to make sacrifices and spend time, like, loving Jesus, basically. Um, uh, then, beginning in the spring of the next year, 1917, these children reported starting seeing the Virgin Mary. So no longer this angel, but the Virgin. And the Virgin described her as, quote-unquote, the lady more brilliant than the sun. They uh, reported a uh, prophecy that the Virgin had uh, given them that prayer would end the Great War. So this was during the time that World War One was going on. And uh, that on October 13th of 1917, the Virgin was going to perform a miracle so that all may believe, basically. Hmm. And, uh, and she did. I, I mean... Well, I guess really that's that's the point of contention here, whether that did happen. But um, I'm more on the side of, I actually I don't know. I feel like this podcast is going to make me discover what I'm on the <laughs> side of because I kept like going back and forth in my head. So so that's that's the background basically. Like there's stuff that, that's interesting that happens after when when the kids, well, one of the kids, the other two died. When one of the kids is older, Lucia is older, and after the October um, 1917 miracle. But really, like, the big thing that defines this case, this this situation, is that that was, like, the height of it. That miracle that happened on uh, October, what did I say? October 13th. October 13th of 1917. And um, what that was, was what is now called the Miracle of the Sun or the Miracle of Fatima. So these kids saw Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary told them things. The kids told their families, uh, but the families ridiculed them. Um, one of the kids' mothers actually told her neighbors, kind of making fun of her kid, saying, oh, my kid's crazy. And uh, shortly, everyone in the village knew about this, and the newspapers picked it up. And then before you know it, on October 13th, 1917, um, like the town of Fatima, like in a, at a specific spot, like thousands of people congregated to see this alleged miracle that was going to take place that the kids prophesized, or rather the virgin prophesized and told the kids about mm-hmm. it. And this is what's called like the miracle of Fatima. So thousands of people in this place, um, uh, they stare at the sun and all of a sudden the sun starts doing crazy things and uh, they... They say that the sun was dancing and zigzagging in the sky and careening towards the earth. And it was like emitting multicolored lights. It was crazy. <laughs> Question so far. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because I guess it's just like it's one of those situations where you just have to believe the people because they saw it like thousands of people were there. Yeah. And then, like, the kids said that this happened, like, the virgin told them this. But also, it's like, but if you don't, like, you just be like, well, I didn't see it. There's no proof, you know? Like, I'm, I'm kind of on that side, I think. But I mean, I want you to keep talking. I want you to convince me. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, actually, going back to, to more of the kids' background, just to 
just to kind of lend some credibility, I guess, if I can. So these kids were young. They were um, like nine and ten, and one of them was like definitely under ten too. So these were young kids. They had really no reason to lie, I guess, besides wild imagination. But um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess maybe I've seen too many horror films, and when kids say creepy things, I just. <laughs> whenever I think like if my kid ever said something creepy like I'd believe my kid like I'd go check under the bed, oh closet because like I, like how many times can you make that mistake you know I feel like if anything movies are there to make that mistake for us thank you movies um, so anyway so these kids were hurting sheep blah 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 in the early 20th century they start seeing visions well they start seeing the Virgin Mary allegedly this angel and then the Virgin Mary the Virgin Mary one of the things like I said um, one of the aforementioned things uh, was that um she, she revealed, the Virgin revealed, that Francisco and Jacinta, so um, Lucia's two cousins, this boy and this girl, uh, would quote-unquote be taken to heaven soon. This is according to Lucia, mm. um, that this is what the Virgin said, but that Lucia would live longer in order to spread um, the Virgin's message and devotion to quote-unquote the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So basically the Virgin Mary. And uh, these kids died um, I think it was in 19... 19- 1920 yeah, a couple of years later yeah 1919 actually 1919 to 1920 uh, they died so uh, the kid the boy died in 1919 at the age of 10 so he was actually 9 at the time of the operations and then Jacinta the girl died on uh, in 1920 do you know how they died? and uh, she was 9 yes uh, they died because of the flu pandemic that began in 1918 mm-hmm. um, uh, across Europe and it killed a bunch of people but you know Lucia lived in similar conditions. They were kind of poor, so like how you know she didn't get it. Like that's kind of a big coincidence, because I mean I'm sure they all lived nearby too. Like I don't know, interacted with the same people, and you know that the easiest way to get the flu is like by other people that have it, like being in close contact with you, obviously. So it was just strange that this, like even if the the girl was lying all the kids were lying and they never saw the Virgin Mary, you could still at least make a case of like, oh, well, maybe this girl Lucia had like premonition powers. <laughs> Hashtag episode three. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's pretty creepy. Like a year later, they both died, you know, and you could say, oh, well, a lot of people died in that flu. Yes, true. But Lucia didn't die. The fuck? So hmm. uh, actually, she didn't die until she was 97 years old. So yeah. she got lucky. <laughs> It sucks, like, super sad that these kids died at ages 9 and 10. Anyway, so back to the kids being alive. They are, um, this prophecy is foretold. The two of them are going to die. One of them, two of them are going to, quote unquote, be taken to heaven. One of them is going to stay on earth because the virgin needs them to spread a message. And then later on, uh, Lucia says that um, in, in, like, later apparitions, the kids were still alive, though. So this was during, this was between... Um, 1917 and 1918 the virgin mary did wasn't just telling them oh you know it's important to pray and this and that anymore but was giving them like solid concrete secrets apparently and these secrets went on to become very well a point of contention basically and they were i guess i should unravel this so the virgin mary gave these three kids three secrets Two of them died, so the only one that was left with the secrets in the end was Lucia. The three secrets of Fatima. So, Sister Lucia 
Oh, well, she became a sister. I forgot to say. So this little girl, the one that survived, she uh, wanted to become a nun. And she wrote four memoirs, uh, two of them earlier in her life around the 1930s. And the other two in the 80s and 90s when she was way older, like in her 70s. Uh, she wrote these memoirs about what happened to her and her cousins. These Virgin Mary apparitions, basically. And um, she told in these memoirs that these three secrets that I was talking about um, were entrusted to the children during the July 13th, 1917 apparition. So very specifically that day, the Virgin Mary was like, yo, everyone, I'm going to tell you some secrets. I'm going to spill the tea on what's going on in the world. Listen up, open your fucking ears. This is going to be mind blowing. And yes, they opened queen. those ears. <laughs> um, um, thankfully, the one girl didn't die because damn, we wouldn't have gotten to know these secrets. Now the secrets in retrospect don't seem that amazing, but like, keep in mind, this was the early 20th century. And if like people had found that about, these then maybe that would have been really shook oh yeah i forgot to mention these secrets didn't come to light until like way later um because the catholic church um, uh, heard about this and was like oh no um well technically sorry i'm rambling this that wouldn't be true because the memoir um, is what describes these secrets and that didn't come out until 1941 so it's not like they could have known earlier anyways it wasn't really the church it was just that the memoir didn't come out until yeah. really late uh like decades later i am sorry i'm confusing this part with something else um i'm confusing this with specifically the third secret because for the third secret there was meddling there by the church okay. i'll talk about it later so the first secret um that the virgin entrusted these kids back in 1917 according to the memoir is that uh it was a vision of hell and lucia said that it was horrible and scary and i mean yeah you can imagine <laughs> it was a vision of hell <laughs> um and the, the second secret which i think is really really interesting was that um according to the virgin mary the second war oh that there was going to be a second war basically she was saying that unless uh like peace was brought to the world and the great war world war one came to an end there was going to be another one like if people didn't stop offending god basically there was going to be a second mm. war and that the second war excuse me would be quote unquote presaged by a knight illuminated by an unknown light as a great sign that the time of chastisement was near and immediately i thought cold war and the reason i made that connection is because virgin mary allegedly also said that in order to avoid this mary would in time return to ask for the consecration of russia to the immaculate heart of mary so this is really interesting because this gets kind of into politics so not very scary talk of me but um i was a political science major so <laughs> fight me like long story short in the early 20th century portugal had just become a um, secular republic it was established back in 1910 and when this happened in 1917 and like so much attention was being like brought to it like government officials actually took custody of these children for a time and like put them in jail uh, because oh they thought God. that all they were just inciting I guess revolt is a word, but they were basically like inciting this kind of, I don't know, feeling of rebellion among the population by being like, oh, fuck secularism. Actually, Virgin Mary's talking to us. She's real. Like, come see her miracle. And the government was like, we're not having that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so they, 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 they took this like for pubescent and children to jail for a couple of days. Um, and, uh, and, and the reason and, and Russia at the time 
was also very secular. Like it was still the Soviet Union. It was a very secular territory, and like I guess Russia and Portugal were just fine. But if all of a sudden people thought that this is how Portugal thought, like if all of a sudden Portugal was thinking this way, then the relationship between Portugal and Russia would be damaged. Or even if it wasn't damaged, it just it wasn't a good look because Portugal's new republic, like. Stood like stood on a lot of these principles of secularism, so you didn't just want you know these crazies running around saying all this kind of shit. And uh, it was also so anyway. That's that's that. But because because Mary in this um, second secret to me because she mentions Russia specifically, mm-hmm. that's what made me think of oh well the Cold War when she said that this second war, this second possible war, would start with quote unquote a. Um, a a night illuminated by an unknown light. I was like, oh well, a nuke. Oh, um, wow, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Side note: the uh, a lot of uh, a lot of critics take this uh, second secret and basically posit it as these kids were just spouting anti-communist propaganda that they got from church (laughs) because like the catholic church didn't like that russia was so secular so the church must have like infected the children's minds or like planted this idea that the virgin mary told them that russia needed to be consecrated to virgin mary because they wanted to give like russia a big middle finger or something (laughs) i don't know um i think that's too complex isn't it also possible though like i don't want to be like too skeptical or anything but you said that these secrets weren't revealed until like 20 years later when she published her books. Maybe she, mm-hmm. maybe people were like, this isn't snazzy enough. You need to give us something more interesting. So she came up with those secrets, you know, like maybe she made that part up. I'm not saying she made up the miracle, of the sun part, but maybe like later on sister needed to pay those bills, you know? I mean, maybe, but then why would the third secret be so underwhelming, which <laughs> onto the third secret. And this okay. one is good. It's juicy. So, Okay. So the third secret, according to Lucia, was a vision of the death of the Pope and other religious figures. And um, it was scary. So she said that the third secret could be released to the public after 1960. It's not clear that the Virgin told her this, like that this has this was the timeline that needed to be followed. But that's what hmm. Lucia said. That like after 1960, everyone was like okie dokie to listen to the secret. Um, the church didn't release the secret in writing until 2000. What? So they were taking their time, and a lot of people are like, "The fuck? Why were you taking your time? Why are you hiding?" Now here's my thing. Um, I'm sure that the reason they hid whatever they hid was because. Of political climate like that's really the only reason to wait that long it's not like they needed 40 years to like doctor some document they don't you need like a day that's it um yeah so i doubt that's that but that doesn't mean that i don't think that they actually hit something big the main reason was probably because if they released this whole thing like in the political climate at the time oh popes are gonna be ki- killed everywhere left and right maybe people would freak out maybe not so much in the modern era who knows but i also think that there was a big secondary reason for waiting well no i i just i also think that the whole secret wasn't released period and the reason why i think that is because it's so underwhelming yeah (laughs) basically what it says is i mean it's just hard to explain the actual secret is it was released as a um it was released as a four-page handwritten text Uh, it was a handwritten text from lucia and it was this like description of 
um, like an angel talking to Virgin Mary and like bullets and hell and like the whole operation in the sky. Ba- basically, Lucia was recounting what she saw as Virgin Mary was telling her the third secret. It's almost like Virgin Mary put on a play while she was talking. It was really interesting. Really, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, and she said that she saw um, like religious men and women going up a steep mountain. And at the top of the mountain, there was a big cross. And it was like a whole thing. And from that, she gathered that a bunch of religious figures were going to be killed. And this was terrible news, blah, blah, blah. So, a lot of people think that the third secret was actually about the apocalypse and like a great apostasy, but that the church obviously mm. didn't want to release this and they never will. And, but, but they had to release some secret because it had been like 40 years since the secret was supposed to be released. They couldn't sit on this any longer. People were asking for answers. So it, it is, it is worth to note that Lucia said that by 1960, the secret would be more clearly understood, which is what makes me think that they um, she didn't release it in 19... Um, hmm. well, whenever she released that memoir. What did I say it was? I said it was in the 1930s or 40s. So I understand that. I just think that the church took that one step further and then waited like 40 more years. And um, it is also worth to note that in 1960, the Vatican published an official press release stating, quote unquote, that the most probable, it was most probable that the secret would remain forever under absolute seal. So they were hiding the secret back in 1960, but they weren't hiding the fact that they were hiding the secret. <laughs> um, hmm. they, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they didn't care that the people were going to be reminded that they were actively hiding a secret. Um so interesting yeah that that almost makes me more convinced of it than anything the fact that they were hiding it because it's like well what do you have to hide if it's not real (laughs) that's all about the apparitions and the secrets the secrets to me are really interesting because again a lot of people speculate that it was actually about the apocalypse and that the virgin i mean the the sources on this are kind of dubious but that the virgin actually gave lucia like an exact date and lucia never wanted to come forth with it that she must have at some point in like one singular handwritten text the original one pardon me um but um but the church obviously hit this later on came out with a revised version of this text and people are like no like we deserve to know when the apocalypse is coming but yeah so <laughs> 2012 <laughs> um but uh, onto the miracle of the sun so again going back to 1917 like the reason why this is even like even carries any credence this whole case this whole thing is because in 1917 a bunch of people gathered again in fatima and saw all these miracles they basically saw the sun uh the way they they saw the sky like cloudy and it rained and then the clouds parted and they saw the sun become this um gray metallic circular shape figure like a death star basically and what that would look like from earth so it wasn't bright it wasn't blinding it was just this gray metallic like frisbee i guess in the middle of the sky it's hard to envision i'm sure and that it started um careening towards earth so like swaying from side to side all of a sudden and again there were thousands of people here if not tens of thousands so a bunch of people in a field watching the sun they all reported very similar things Basically, the sun was swaying from side to side, and then it came, like, closer and closer to Earth. People were freaking out because they thought the sun was going to, like, end the world. But then it zigzagged back into position, and as it was doing that, it emitted a bunch of multicolor lights and, like, radiant glow. And it was fucking crazy, and 
That's what a lot of people reported. Thoughts? <laughs> um. <laughs> see, I've been thinking about this. You know, you're talking about this metallic object. You're talking about lights. And I'm thinking either aliens or maybe like someone. Okay, okay. Bear with me on this psychedelic trip right here. Um, I'm not even going to go for skepticism. I'm just going straight for it. The Virgin Mary was a hologram sent by the people who are in charge of our world. Or actually, she like snuck past them or whatever to like give us the truth about the fact that we're all in the Matrix or something like the Matrix. And she's like, I'll prove it. And so on this day, she showed that there's like a hole in the Matrix and the hole was the sun. And we could see through it. And we could see the aliens controlling us. Honestly, I'm shook. Like, Otherwise, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, I, because I, I'm not religious, but I guess if I say that I believe this, then I would have to be. So that's kind of a mind trip. Are you religious? Uh, I don't know. I don't respect organized religion because it's responsible for killing thousands and millions of people and i don't know i do believe in god i would say that i i do believe that because i just find it i don't know that's like a, that's a whole another topic for something else but i don't really like religion and i don't like church and i don't like people telling me what to do but i was raised catholic like i said in the first episode and i will never understand why catholics are so obsessed with the virgin mary and that kind of weirds me out a little bit because i'm like why are we attributing so much power to her? Like, I don't understand. Well, because she's the mother of God. Like, I was raised Catholic too, and I get it. Um, it's it's very like, oh, what greater? I don't know. Like, what greater, greater image of purity is there than like the mother of God, who was a virgin? Of okay, but do you think that she stayed a virgin because she was married? She had plenty of time <laughs> to just let loose. Get it on. Her son was out of the house doing God knows what. God knows what. <laughs> We're not going there. I'm not trying to get killed <laughs> by some fanatic. Oh man, I'm Gucci. I just it doesn't. And if um, if she is somehow uh, powerful enough, like why did she choose these kids? And why did she decide to show and give all these secrets away? Like what's that about? Well, like I mean, that is a that is um um a theme. That is like a thing in um, Catholic. I'm not want to call it mythology, but like in Catholicism, I suppose it's like a trope that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trope that the Virgin like shows herself like usually to like it's like children or like poor people. I don't know people who like live in rural areas, like field workers. Like that's like a thing. So I guess it's because they're the most humble and like mm. ergo the most I don't know. I mean this is you know what I mean? Like I mean the... Yeah. Did they um did she identify herself as the Virgin Mary to them or did they just assume that that's who she was? They assumed kind of I mean slash new because they were also raised Catholic. I feel like Yeah. Well that's I mean, kind of what I mean. Is like she appeared in like what is it Portugal? Yes. Portugal to a bunch of kids who are already catholic you know what i mean like yeah what if yeah. she appeared to a bunch of asians who are like over there doing <laughs> whatever you know like would would they have guess, interpreted the same way <laughs> i mean uh, again I'm, i don't know i don't know that i fully believe this um like the operation specifically mm -hmm. i think what's most interesting i mean even if you want to take it to a sociological le level or a psychological level 
not not even paranormal anymore is the actual miracle of the sun event like the fact mm. that these thousands of people this crowd in fatima in portugal saw this crazy event like that's what i find really interesting and really spooky because you know what yeah let's forget the fact that it was the virgin mary if it was whatever whatever like let's let's get spooky and let's talk like what you said was great like what <laughs> if it was aliens like that's fucking crazy yeah you know like that's that's what spooks me because if we're just gonna talk religion like uh man um but uh i think that like the third secret stuff is really interesting and even though that's uh, that's within the context of religion mm-hmm. um because oh, like what if it was about the apocalypse and like that's so spooky you know i don't know more but there really isn't more um so that's why i'm like ah, that that's why the miracle of the sun stuff is what really interests me about this case well, that's what it's... i really want to talk about they also talk about in like ufology and stuff don't aliens have knowledge to give us like what if that was an alien and those were the secrets and because they're religious kind of like betty yeah. andreessen they were like this is all related to god <laughs> i mean yeah like um when you said that th- that is a theory like you're not the mm-hmm. first person to say that that this was alien i mean but then again people theorize that <laughs> it's aliens always everything for all things <laughs> aliens are ruining my life so oh um, yeah nothing new there <laughs> i don't know i don't know um <laughs> don't blame us blame I the just aliens picture, like, <laughs> i don't know what i picture but, like an alien ruining my life like i don't know constant separation like oh my god can you leave me alone i need to work i need to go to the gym um, oh. like constantly like appearing giving me knowledge no but um leaving me shook so anyway i mean long story short these people um saw this i described what the sun looked like they all gave uh very similar testimonies and um that's it oh like wow that's fantastical one person said quote unquote i feel incapable of describing what i saw i looked fixedly at the sun which seemed pale and did not hurt my eyes looking like a ball of snow revolving on on itself it suddenly seemed to come down in a zigzag menacing the earth which sounds kind Mm. of like you think that they'd be like oh my god this is so pretty and it was but when the like gray metallic disc was getting really close to the earth actually all the testimonies they're all very similar at that point they all become terrified they say like i was terrified and i ran away and i'm like oh that's not very like cute virgin mary um like (laughs) you scare all these people to death um so the catholic church eventually recognized this as um quote uh supernatural Hmm. um of supernatural character um so basically saying yeah we believe it did happen and that it was a miracle because it's so supernatural they say that it was Mm -hmm. like worthy of belief that was that was a quote um which is interesting and it's like cool that if everyone else was gonna shit on these kids (laughs) at least the catholic church got their back you know um now now this is super duper uber interesting um there is a father who is a um, research director at Oxford University. He is in the Center for Science and Religion, which I guess is like a thing they do together there. <laughs> like, that's in the same department. Um, or maybe there's just a department that mixes the two. But anyway, I found that really interesting. And he said that um, his thing is basically like, the miracle did happen, but the sun didn't actually... So what a lot of people refute this with is that 
like astronomers of the time said that nothing happened to the sun that day and like obviously like in any scary movie ever or anything paranormal like when you actually try to like prove it by conventional means nothing ever comes up um but this guy at oxford says that um that's totally fine and that doesn't mean that a miracle didn't happen it's just that he believes that um when like god gives miracles is um he all he's doing is um like manipulating what's already there um like close to us in order to i feel like i'm being confused with it confusing with this so what this guy is saying is that um god like put in the air a bunch of ice crystals or the virgin mary i guess and uh, like a bunch of weird like cloud dust and shit which made the sun look all crazy and that's why the people saw that so the sun didn't Mm. technically move it was all this like weird uh more atmospheric and more like weather-like phenomena but he's saying like that's still a miracle because the kid like the virgin mary still predicted that that was going to happen on that exact day at that exact time um so that's still a miracle because like that's impossible to predict and i'm like ah that's cool right like the prediction like it feels kind of a cop out but it feels kind of like that's cool because that means that you can believe in miracles without having to like prove them on conventional means (laughs) so i thought i was like that's my kind of pie (laughs) um well isn't it possible too like if we are talking in the realm of like supernatural like maybe the miracle is happening in your own mind so like they can make you see things you know like it doesn't even have to be like a cloud or anything which would still be extraordinary right Mm -hmm. like i mean yeah basically saying um that there is indeed plenty of scientific information on hand to approach the miracle of the sun on a scientific basis um but he still calls it a miracle so i thought that was interesting so that was basically like a believer's explanation Mm -hmm. utilizing science and still making it plausible which i thought was cool but of course the criticism was hard and and it's the classic stuff what do you think the main criticism was like the main reputation of this was um (laughs) nothing happened to the sun right (laughs) like that would be yeah 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 i mean like, what do you think people who think these this all these people didn't see this? Oh, mass hysteria? Why do they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was the power yeah. of suggestion. Uh, mm-hmm. Mass hysteria. Right, basically. and you're staring at the sun, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people did, given their testimonies, like, the fact that they, like, when they, when they started looking at the sun, like, it wasn't blinding them, like, and, like, they came out and the sun was up in the sky and it was raining and they could tell it was the sun and all of a sudden the clouds parted and they saw this metallic disc and then they felt comfortable looking at the sun. So it, like, it's not like they were just like, because I know that if you just look at the sun all of a sudden you're going to get like your a lot of your uh, mm-hmm. retinal cells in your eye burned and like, it's kind of like when you look at the sun for a couple of seconds and then you close your eyes and you can see shapes in your eyelids um right and they can like dance across your eyelids and stuff right exactly yeah but like this wasn't it sis like they were <laughs> it, was, it was raining and like the sun was there and then they started looking and they felt comfortable looking and it didn't burn them because they they claim like it was fine it was it was covered up it was just like a big ass frisbee in the sky so and, and also um uh there are considerable witnesses that saw the same thing like to me that's the big thing because mass hysteria is a term that's used a lot but i don't think people realize that it's actually super extremely rare if really it's ever ever happened it's that's not even you know what it's not an actual like viable concept of modern psychology because it's so 
so many things have to go mm-hmm. wrong for mass hysteria to really take place. Um, so I don't like the people just kind of throw that around. Like it's it's way way harder than you think. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess it's possible that one dude was like, "Oh my God, I see it, I see it. God loves me," and then the other dude was like, uh, "God loves me too. I see it too." And then they all just decided like. <laughs> But I feel like it could stop at 15, 20, yeah. 25 dudes. But like thousands of people, Shannon, like, <laughs> nah. nah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I like the idea of aliens, you know, using their powers of telepathy to like convince people and show them their spaceship, you know. But I, I can see how that wouldn't really like yeah. tie into a lot of the stuff like the Pope. <laughs> like, I don't know why the aliens would mess around with that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people think that the Pope is a reptilian, and a reptilian is a kind of alien, so honestly. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's all coming together then. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, basically, that's my case. This crazy thing happened because these kids got, like, saw these crazy apparitions. When the thing happened, people, like, a lot of them coincided that this thing happened. There were some inconsistencies in some of the testimonies, but um, people say, well, people, rather, the people who are taking the testimonies, or rather, believers, say that these inconsistencies are to be expected um, because of, of the shock of seeing what they saw, and, like, maybe they don't remember remember mm-hmm. something very well but like overall like there was some consistency in what they were saying like across the thousands of testimonies and i think that that can't just right. be brushed away uh, and and then there were refutations and that's basically my case and to me it is real it happened i don't know what did it though? Because like I like I said, I don't know that I believe the whole virginary thing. So honestly, if anything, I'd be more inclined to believe <laughs> that it actually was aliens. <laughs> like uh, that's interesting that you actually did end up coming yeah, to a conclusion yeah. about it. I feel like I need to do more research in order to kind of understand because like this is the situation, like you said, where we just don't know. Like you just can't prove that it happened and you can't mm-hmm. prove that it didn't, you know? It's like you're just relying on them to say Yeah, but, but like but but again, it's yeah. not like I know anything for sure either. It's just my suspicions leave me to lead me to give you this conclusion. So I I like you like even if it takes you a while, like do your research, whatever. But I like you to eventually like come to me with a conclusion because we're I mean we're never gonna know about any of this about the psychics about the aliens <laughs> about anything. But we still. What if I'm a reptilian? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so you can still take a position on something without I mean I guess that sounds ignorant I was gonna say without knowing but it's like yeah you should be able to I when mean, it comes to paranormal I... stuff because with <laughs> you'll never know you know what I mean if it's something like real life you shouldn't just talk without knowing right. but if it's something like this like I mean it can't be proven either way so I'll get back to you on this specific one but uh, do you want me to say yes or no just throw throw some things at me Vampires, no. Um, um, <laughs> demons, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, okay. So you came to a conclusion. You came to a conclusion. In episode one, aliens, at least. That's good. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Ghosts, no. Ghosts. Because that's likely going to be a, a, a. That's a very oh, yeah. likely. Episode oh, oh, five, I was totally thinking that too. Future listeners, okay, that's what's up. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, no, really, no. Oh my God, Shannon, you have to tell that. <laughs> we're like hyping the episode five when we're not even oh my god oh, i'm sorry. not doing that that is too sorry it's too real it's too recent i can't can't do I'll it i'll pay you i don't you were that's to pay me a lot because people actually died andre <laughs> everyone like the five people listening are like the fuck 
<laughs> What's happening? Um, no, I didn't uh, kill I mean, anyone. I swear. And <laughs> not kill anyone. Um, but yeah, now you're hooked, and you have to listen to episode I five. I just don't. You, you don't know whether we're actually gonna tell it, but now you know. You don't know. You, you have to listen. So. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, so do you want to hear my case now? I'm sure you've already yes. heard of this. I'm sure a lot of people have, but I want it to be made clear that I have never heard anyone talk about this on a podcast before, and I've never seen it on TV before, which is interesting, because this is, like, a real thing that happened. Okay. Okay. And it's funny you bring up mass hysteria, because that's one of the explanations, quotation marks, for this, too. Are you ready? Mm. All right, yes. so today I will be talking about the Dancing Plague of 1518. Have you heard about this? Oh yes. my god. I have heard of this, okay, yeah, vaguely, yeah. so I did yeah. some research into this, and at first I was like, I don't know if I want to cover this. Like, it's, there's really not that much to say. Like, this happened. <laughs> like, this literally happened. Um, but I, I actually did. I managed to find my way through it, and uh, I'm going to take you on a journey with me. Feel free to dance. Um, so... <laughs> This happened in modern-day France, actually, called Alsace. Is that Alsace? I don't know. That's what France used to be called. Uh, Strasbourg, that's the city. July of 1518. So, basically, what happened was around 400 people danced for days without rest for discernibly no reason at all. Um, A lot of these people died. They died of heart attacks, strokes, exhaustion. They just could not stop dancing. And like I don't, huh? God. <laughs> I don't. That's I like don't. I can't think of a reason why you would dance that hard for that long to the point of death, and that that doesn't feel normal to me. I would dare say it sounds more supernatural than anything because that's just weird. Yeah, that's fucking strange, dude. Yeah, and I guess like this thought kept po- like popping into my head when I'm reading this. I'm like, well, what if it was just Coachella? Like, what if someone just didn't say like it was a fucking music festival? We were getting down, we didn't know what was up, and we just died. You know, like that happens. <laughs> like we we don't really listen to a lot of 16th century music, so like, what if there were some like bops right. back then that people were what if they were just throwing just... down and they didn't have enough water whatever but <laughs> that is not the <laughs> explanation i would like to go with so the way this started on july or there's not actually like an exact date because this was like the 1500s but like and it all, it all happened in july basically so the first day it started with one woman and that's what makes me think okay it might be like you know like spread like a flu virus or something right So her name was Mrs. Trophia. She began dancing, um, and she danced for about four to six days before she died. Um, Within those days, 34 other people decided to join her. So, and then she died. And then, within a month, 400 people had joined the original 34. And so we have, like, hundreds of people just dancing in the streets of France, I'll say. And they're not stopping. They're not going to the bathroom they're not drinking water they're not eating they just dance until they die this plague killed about 15 people per day wow it's not like a kesha song or something (laughs) dance until you die (laughs) oh it might actually be i'm actually a big fan of kesha i can i I can get on board with that doesn't Uh, she have like a song about aliens too i think so yeah her entire like newest album has her standing naked in a pool with a ufo behind her like it's iconic yeah She's telling us something, for sure. Oh oh my god, I know. Okay, so, 
the physicians who were like around the city at that time didn't really know what to do like at all like they had no idea what was going on they assumed well like they're not going to stop dancing so maybe if we just facilitate this like it'll naturally go away on its own maybe it's psychological so what they did is they constructed a stage for people to dance on and they started playing music and this was the worst decision they could have made because it did literally nothing. It honestly probably made it worse because once there was music and a stage, more people started dancing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they thought, let's just get it out of their system. It did not get out of their system. Did they also give them a blind curtain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. So, why? Why did this happen? So one of the main beliefs here is that it was food poisoning from a fungus called ergot. And I don't know about this. So ergot fungi has ergotamine. Um, it's a um, chemical similar to LSD. And so they think that they were all just tripping balls, basically. But here's the thing. Like, once you start dancing, uh -huh. how long does it take to get drugs out of your system? Like, a day at most? They all dance for, like a week before they died or like three to four days you know like so i don't really buy into that that doesn't really and like hmm. people don't experience drugs the same way you know like many different people take lsd and see something else or do something else like that's not doesn't really make sense okay so the second possibility is that it was a psychogenic disorder added to mass hysteria from stress and so Basically, like, the people in this time and in this city, they were all starving to death, and syphilis and smallpox were very, like, um, what's the word? Prevalent. Prevalent, yes. Prevalent. People were dying left and right. They were stressed out, like, and so they think that mass hysteria from the stress occurred alongside the psychogenic disorder, which is chorea, and that means to dance in mm -hmm. Greek. And so chorea is where your body jerks. Um, from limb to limb unintentionally and so I guess mass hysteria like that's like you said like that's like the catch-all explanation for things that can't be explained mm -hmm. and happen in groups but I don't know like if I was here in this town and like everyone's dancing until they die I would just slow around and go back inside like I wouldn't be like yeah this is fun like let's get wrecked you know like, no. <laughs> then again, if you think about it, like, syphilis or dancing, yeah. like, maybe they wanted to die, you know? Maybe that was it. I don't know. Are you ready for my usual drug trippy crazy theory? I want a sonar thought, please. Oh my god. I have, I have it for you. So this is okay. actually something that is on the Wikipedia page, shockingly. They don't go into depth depth or um, as craziness as I do, but it's there, and this is how I went down the rabbit hole. So there is a saint, right? You know, like a man, priest, whatever, who was super religious during life. Then the way they die, they become a saint. So this particular saint was Saint Vetus, mm -hmm. yeah. and Saint Vetus was a patron patron saint of epileptics and dancers. And so, people believe that he would curse you and force you to dance until you die. And so, like, when this was happening yeah. in um, Strasbourg... Sorry, I had to, like, move my paper. I'm sure that was super loud. <laughs> when this was happening in Strasbourg... <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, people started to think, oh my god, it's St. Vitus. He's so mad at us. And so, 
they would like start praying and they would start exercising the victims who were dancing of like Saint Vetus or maybe a demon. And I mean, obviously the people died anyway, but like, yeah, that's that's something that they thought about. And so, without further ado, I would like to point out that this is not the only instance in which this has happened. Um, yeah, it just isn't. There are so many examples of um, the dancing plague throughout history. And one of them, yeah, one of them happened in 1278. So this is about 200, 300 years prior to Stroudsburg. So, in 1278, 200 people danced on a bridge over the River Meuse in Germany, Germany, okay. resulting in its collapse. 200 people. And, okay, but here's the really tricky part, man. Many of the survivors that, you know, survived the bridge fall, wow. they were restored to health at a St. Vitus chapel, and they were fine. Like, that's where they went to, like, get better. I'm just saying. It's a weird coincidence. Okay, I'm going to have more. Don't doubt me. <laughs> okay, here's where it gets extra weird. I need you to just bear with me here. So, this happened in 1418 in Strasbourg, as well as 1518. Okay. That's a hundred years prior to the like most documented dancing plague. This one was smaller, I think. It was like 30 or 40 people, but it did happen in the same city. Weird. Maybe there was something in the air. Or maybe people just had nothing to do. Back That's in what the I was thinking about, too. So they just they were yeah. attracted to crazy people <laughs> dancing in the street. They were like, wait, we have nothing better to do. I'm probably going to die from like the plague in 10 days anyway. So I'm just saying, maybe it's like a 100-year anniversary of St. Vitus wanting to like eat people. Mm. I don't know. But anyway, so this happened all over in Germany, um, in Italy, in Holland. Mostly during the 1300s, people would just dance to their deaths. In, normally in small groups. Like The reason people talk about the Dancing Plague of 1518 is that that was the biggest one. But it did happen prior 100 years in Strasbourg as well. And um, in the 17th century, several women... Uh, this is actually documented. Several women would go to the Chapel of St. Vitus once a year and dance day and night. And some of them did this annually for over 20 or 30 years. And I don't know why they did that. <laughs> but that's weird. I think that's really weird. Yeah. And then my last theory, and this one just came out of uh, analyzing some random details of the case. And so <laughs> I really, really hate that this podcast is kind of turning into like me and Andre talking about demons and ghosts and the devil. But I think that this is where we're going, and, you know, like... That is what it's supposed to be, Shane. <laughs> I just... I mean, it could also have... I don't know. I Because those are the things I don't believe in whatsoever, but because I have knowledge about them, I have to say it. So, we're going down this road. So, during the Dancing Plague of 1518 in Stroudsburg, there was a detail I left out because I wanted to connect it to this small thing. So the detail is that some of the people who were dancing, some of the 400 people, actually a lot of them I guess were naked <laughs> they were naked some mm. acted like animals making animal noises or walking on all fours people were having sex during this too for whatever reason and there was music and I mean why not that's right, why right. <laughs> I mean you're crazy dancing in the middle of the street naked like go crazy Okay, so, and then another weird thing that was documented is that people were having odd reactions to the color red, 
which I personally don't know what that means. This is kind of unrelated. I just thought it was worth noting. And also, in prior ones in the 1300s, people were having weird reactions to the color black. I don't know. Maybe that's scientific. Maybe that all leads back to something. We're just missing something, but that's kind of weird. Um, and so... Mm. Like, all this was happening, so people were like, you're possessed by demons, and so people were trying to exercise them in the streets, or they were trying to pilgrimage to the St. Vitus Chapel, blah blah blah, we already know that. However, demons, just saying, mm -hmm. this is the connection I wanted to make. So, there is another event that frequently happens, um, well, I mean, if you believe in this sort of thing, it frequently happens, called the Witch's Sabbath. So, the witches would get naked, they would act like mm -hmm. animals... And they would have sex, and they would dance, and there would be lots of music, and they would worship the devil and all this stuff. Is it, is it that trope where, like, witches dance around a fire? That kind yeah, of that sort of thing, but it was, like, way more, like, um, inclusive. Like, there were men and women, and it was more about the devil Ooh. than just being crazy. Um, and the thing that I found interesting about this connection is that uh, a lot of the explanation for why the witches did this was the air goat mushroom and so already like we had that connection of like these people are acting in very similar ways so i mean yeah i i want to believe that saint vitus or the devil or someone came down was like dance until you die and that's what happened <laughs> i don't know what happened and neither does anyone else however i think it's interesting like I don't know. People were literally performing exorcisms during this. People were naked and gross and just dancing until they died. And there's no explanation for it. Like, what? I, I don't know. Like, have you ever just wanted to go crazy? <laughs> just, like, go out and run into the street naked? I feel like that's happened to me. So maybe this is just that, except these people were enabled and actually, like, able but, like, to do this. like, wouldn't you want to stop and drink water, at least? Like, why? Why didn't they... I think that the initial desire probably was like to do this because it's cool and crazy and rebellious and, and like there's no inhibition, but like then you all of a sudden like you've been doing it for hours and you've done it for so long that your brain maybe just like like self sabotages and doesn't know to stop and all of a sudden you're dead like I don't know. Don't give me that mass hysteria up in here. Well, no, like I, no, it's just it's just personal like hysteria i guess <laughs> that yeah. yeah i don't know well that's the thing um some doctor of this century um kind of made a statement that said like even a marathon runner wouldn't be able to like keep dancing for as long as they did like mm -hmm. and so that just that sparks me as like there's something weird going on here like i think i'm i'm more to believe like maybe it was something in the air Maybe, like, you know, like, Black black Death, you know, like, that doesn't exist anymore, but, like, during that time it did. So maybe there was something back then that existed that would spread across countries, but it doesn't exist anymore, yeah. so we can't even, like... What about, what about this fungi? Well, the fungi doesn't account for, like, how long they danced. Like, and especially because once you stop eating, like, they weren't eating during this time, so how would they continually get the food poisoning, you know? Maybe, like the woods nearby had a lot of this fungi and there was like a forest fire going on and the fungi like smell was in the air and that was enough to that's kind of a stretch um i think that it was the witches <laughs> <laughs> it's the witches
I don't know. Or aliens. Maybe aliens. I don't know why aliens would do that. They seem pretty, like, chill. They don't want to harm us. They probe us for everything. Maybe they wanted to see if we can if we can get jiggy with it. I think aliens it. just have an advanced form of colon cancer, and they're looking for the cure in us. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, the probe was, like, <laughs> left and right. Why are they looking for exactly? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like... Aside from mass hysteria, which I myself said earlier, I thought was ridiculous. So I can't come in here and be like, oh, that's what it was. Um, I think that I honestly like the witch theory. Like, it's not bad and it's spooky. I like it too. And I like that I came up with it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that I saw that connection because it's, they're so similar. Like, why is it so similar? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe these these people were all witches and like warlords, and they wanted to like go out and attract as many people, like like take them down to their hole with them, <laughs> and they, they just succeeded. I don't know. The Saint Vitus thing really interests me too, though, because I just watched the movie Hereditary, and I will never be okay again. And basically, yeah. that's like about like a demon king or whatever, which is kind of different from like a saint in the Catholic Church, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just thinking about if there is an afterlife and you are capable of like having power to do things, like making people dance until they die is like that's pretty like diabolical and also kind of cool. I guess maybe it's preparation. Like maybe heaven is just one <laughs> big ass club. Everyone is getting down. I will not enjoy heaven then. I cannot dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, dancing till you die. There's worse ways to go, especially in the Middle Ages. Like any anyone could accuse you of anything: heresy, witchcraft, fucking I don't know, like adultery. And all of a sudden, you have like a rat burrowing oh, into your God. abdomen. So, honestly, like yeah. that death is kind of lit. Okay, but yeah, and I do. Since you want me to take a stance, I do believe in this one. Like. Especially because we know for a fact it happened. I don't know. I mean, we have the corpses. But also, the fact that it happened in multiple places over the course of, like, centuries. Like, that's really interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah. So, you believe it. That's great. But, again, you don't... You don't know... You don't You don't know what to believe as far as, like, right, what caused it, though. You just yeah. Know I don't know what caused it. I feel like I'm more inclined to believe this was something supernatural, though. Because, like, my ass is so fucking lazy, Andre. You cannot make me dance for 10 minutes, let alone three days. Yeah, but you also were not like a common, like a commoner field worker in like the Middle Ages. These people were probably like fairly fit, I guess. Starving. But also emaciated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And they might have had a rat in their abdomen, like you said. No, you didn't see that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of puzzled because I'm I'm right there with you. Like, I I don't think this was just like ah uh, psychology gone wrong. I think it was something supernatural, but I just don't know what to pin it to. I mean, I did mention the witches. I got it. I got it. What you know how I was making a big deal out of the color red and yes. how they had odd reactions yes. to it? Yes, 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 yes. They were possessed by bulls. Mm, I like it, but how do the bulls get in there? Because bulls always get angry when the guy waves the red flag. I'm just saying, like, are these dead bulls whose spirits... Like, oh, like, how they or... get in there? Mm. 
Well, demons are known to take the form of animals, but that doesn't really help. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, that was just me pulling something out of my ass. <laughs> no, I know. But, um... I mean, the devil's red, right? Like... Possibly. <laughs> well, that makes no sense then, because if anything, they'd be attracted to that color if it was something, like, diabolical. Um, uh... I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've really, really, I guess in the end, I have kind of polar opinions. Like, it's either something, something diabolical, and I really like the witch thing, or... It's like what I told you, like, these people just saw an opportunity and they went out and danced and it was all innocent and great and games until, like, people started dying because they just, I don't know, like, they started dancing so much and then your brain gets dehydrated, you get dehydrated, like, you don't, you can't think anymore and all you know is to keep moving and before <laughs> you know it, you have heat stroke, like, and I, well, back then we're really dumb, I guess, you know. I, mean, I just feel like, like in the heat of the moment or the dancing, I'm just like, is this Footloose? Like, they just danced and it's all they had. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think you can see, like, I, this is not, I mean, they're similar, like, our cases are kind of similar. But also I did, yeah, I did struggle a bit. Yeah, the, the mass hysteria angle is the same, but but what? Why do you struggle? I don't know. I just I I actually did like a ton of research on this other case before I actually um, uh-huh. came to this one, and the reason I came to this one bec- is because actually the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> um, so you know how they basically said that they relatively believe yeah. in the miracle of the sun. So for the case I was looking into, they vehemently denied <laughs> the one. And so at that point, I was like, I'm going to find something else. But Wait, yeah. what was the case? Um, I mean, we could use it for a future episode, possibly, okay. but it was, it was about a stigmatic. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's, that's okay. It's, okay. it's, yeah, that sort of thing isn't provable at all. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I like that. But yeah, that sucks. I'm <laughs> <Okay>. sorry. <laughs> um... um... You're, you're you're picking um you're picking next week's and I'm just gonna have to adhere to what you pick because it's your turn now. I mean, my request, of course, is that you stick to something with ghosts, but it really is up to you because we're taking turns I'm here. I'm fine with sticking with ghosts. I was actually thinking about that as well. However, I am not comfortable sharing my ghost experiences. And yes, <laughs> listeners, I still don't believe in ghosts. Wrap that around your head. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't push it. Um, but uh, man, that. That's a good story. I, I was, I was I'm just so wary shaken. of people's personal stories about ghosts. And obviously it's like basically all we have. But I really, and I am obsessed with ghosts. Yeah. Like I don't believe in them, but God, do I want to, because it would be so cool. Like, I just want like evidence. I want photographic yeah. evidence. Like I, if you are ready to come up here, let's go ghost hunting. Like I can think of a few places off the top of my head here. Fuck that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I... I think I'm really like, I love talking about this stuff, but I'm actually kind of terrified by it, like in real life, if that were to actually happen. Like, that thought terrifies me. Um, like, if an alien actually visited, I wouldn't be like, ooh, like lit. And I would be like <laughs> crying in a corner. Um, same with ghosts. Um, and that, that's really interesting. I guess it'll be kind of a skeptic, non skeptic kind of dynamic because I am on <laughs> the ghost camp. Like, 
boy. Oh, boy. But anyway, that is going to be for next episode. We're going to leave you guys with that. Uh, remember that you can listen to um, us everywhere on all podcast listening platforms. Again, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and et cetera, et cetera. Tune in, Stitcher. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at TalkScary. We do post a couple of updates here and there throughout the week, teasing <laughs> you of the next episode's topic, which in this case we just spoiled, but that's fine. Um, and... That's it, Jen. Do you have anything? Yes. If you are going to go dancing, please remember to hydrate and pack a lunch. <laughs> Thank you, Mama Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Anytime. <laughs> okay. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.